Do you need help making your daily sports wagers? Check out the Coda Sports Gambling Network at CodaSportsCappers.com. They offer free daily picks on their website and have a bi-weekly podcast called the Mount Lockmore Podcast that you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Play. The Coda Sports Gambling Network is home of the top sports cappers in the Dakotas. They are South Dakota's number one source for sports gambling information. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Coda Cappers, or visit their website at CodaSportsCappers.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the 36th episode of the Mount Lockmore podcast presented by the Coda Sports Gambling Network. I am Coda Capper Pace. You can find me on Twitter. Alongside me every single episode is BRUS35. BRUS Cinco de Mayo was yesterday on Wednesday. I know you being the chef, did you, did you whip up anything? Uh... No, I'm not gonna whip up. Not whipping up anything. Uh, it's a it's a tame day. The lady is uh, out and about doing stuff. Had a late night uh, with work and meetings and stuff. So, just me hanging out, playing some, uh, you know, dropping into Verdansk, little uh, MLB the show, watching baseball. Uh, as you can see right now, I've got it paused. I've got my one TV with the baseball game on, and the other one's got the show on it. So, you know, we're we could be doing worse. There we go. Uh, are you doing your player, your franchise? I know you mentioned before that you were trying to build the Indians to a powerhouse. Um, right now we're rolling. We're making our way up. We're in the AAA of uh, the Oakland A's organization. Currently okay. playing in for the Las Vegas Aviators. Oh, so I mean, it could could be worse. Yeah, could be. You are you going to go to an Aviators game? Uh, in unfortunately, they are uh, out of town. Okay. Next week. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Love oh it. yeah, I've already already checked. All right, we're counting down the days till B. Russ goes to Vegas. Uh, he'll be there, obviously, middle of May over the uh, championship game down there in Frisco. So it should be fun. We have a lot of FCS stuff to talk about this episode. B. Russ, the Final Four. But before we kind of move into all our betting and sports talk, Toast, uh, our newest capper here at the network, Coda Capper Toast on Twitter. Uh, he's been chirping a lot of us uh, leading up to May, and he's finally joined the network. He made his first uh, official appearance, if you will, on Wednesday's uh, Gambling Feud podcast, episode 13, I believe. And uh, he, he came for B-Russ. He threw some shade, B-Russ. So do you, uh, do you have a response uh, from Toast? To Toast, I should say. Um, here's what I have to say to Toast. He's up here. He's down there chirping, chirping away. I've already beat him one time. Um, I'm not a trilogy guy. I'm not a rematch guy. So he can okay. pound sand. Um you know, he's throwing all the shade. Uh, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for me, if I didn't respond to him, you know, and all this stuff, he probably wouldn't be where he is. So uh, if anything, he needs to just show a little damn respect. I want my damn respect too. So he needs to, you know, uh, know what's up. If it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be in this position. So uh, he can pound sand, hold the L. Uh, yeah. He, he should be thanking you. Isn't that right, Biras? Exactly. He absolutely should be. Uh, I don't know if uh, everybody caught the whole episode of the gambling feud. It was a pretty good episode there with, uh, with Coda Capper toast, but uh, just every once in a while, he, he's, he throws some shade, shade at B-Russ, whether it was about the contest or the worst capper or whatever. So um, I don't know. He's, just, he's, he's our, he's our Rico Bosco. Yes. <laughs> is really what he is really what it comes down to. Like, you know, at the end of the day, he's just, you know, some, guy hiding behind uh the Oregon State logo and you know we may never learn his his true identity um but you know I 
I admire the guy for, you know, he's, he sticks to his guns. That's I'll give him that. But uh, no, he's, he ain't getting a rematch. He's one and <laughs> done. No, re, no, no toast. V Russ. Uh, maybe if it was, maybe if it would have been close, then yeah, but True. no, it wasn't close. So. It wasn't close. Yeah. All it's right. like, you know, when people want to schedule a second UFC, a rematch in the UFC, it's like, well, the first one wasn't close. So we're probably going to see it was the same thing with this Maz Vidal and, uh, you know, Usman fight a couple weeks ago. Like, you know, they were, John back and forth and Usman or Masvidal said it was going to be different and it was the same exact thing. So yeah, there we go. No need. We, no, need. no need for it. B Russ, uh, he, you heard it here first, uh, right from B Russ's mouth. So there we go. No need for a second rematch. Uh, supposedly uh, Toast was wearing shades and his hood up and he had like a, a LeBron Kobe shirt on like a rip collar. Uh, the, the dudes dummies, dummies, dummies paying $175 <laughs> off of the, First of all, if you ever catch me offering somebody any amount of money for the shirt off of somebody's back at yeah, a bar weird. at two o'clock in the morning, no, not no. a chance. Yeah, that's uh, that's just only something Toast would do, I think. Yeah, there is. I will say that on that, you know, getting other people's shirts at the bar, there is one picture that made its rounds like right before uh, the pandemic happened last year do you remember that picture where the two dudes like jersey swapped they were in vegas oh uh, remember yeah, that sure if I saw they, like, they had like went out and they like partied all night together and uh, they were staying at the mirage because i know exact the, the exact like spot where they yep. were standing and they're like swap you know jersey swap but they just like <laughs> swapped shirts and they're standing oh, there shirt, shirtless and <laughs> in the uh lobby of the mirage i uh that's all time all time photo all time yeah. twitter moment that's uh, pre-COVID, right? Was that pre-COVID? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, on those lines, B-Russ, what's something pre-COVID that we'll just never be able to do again? Like mine is blowing on candles at birthday parties. Uh, we'll probably never be able to do that again. But Well, I never did this to begin with, um, but buffets are big. They're just going to be an absolute no. Yeah, true. Like there's not a, I, not a big buffet person to begin with. Um, so yeah, not... I'm out on buffets. Um, trying to think what else. I mean, yeah, like you said, blowing out candles at birthday parties, ball pits, you know, those like yep. jungle gyms, yep, yep. At, you know, indoor jungle gyms. Those are out. Yep. Um, hot tubs, might, hot tubs might yeah. be out. <laughs> Saunas might be Hotel out. pools in general. Oh, yeah. public pools in general, like public yeah pool hot tub i work at one and it's disgusting <laughs> i don't get in oh that's good um i did have one other thing to ask you you'll have to let us know how how vegas is obviously i went to vegas kind of in the middle of covid uh kind of last year and um it was different yeah you had to wear your mask and things like that but you'll have to let us know you know uh what's the scene what's the vibes when you, when you head out there yeah that's what i think i went uh like right when football season started it was a lot tame i mean it was you know still vegas but there it was a lot tame excuse me it was a lot tamer um than you know the first time i'd went so i'm intrigued i've heard that it's basically back to you know vegas before okay covid for the most part uh my dad was there a few weeks ago i'm meeting him me and melana are meeting him there um so you know we'll you know do a lot of gambling do some hanging out at uh the different sports books and stuff. And I think we'll hit up like, you know, Hoover Dam, stuff like that. So yeah. All right. We're excited. 
Yeah, absolutely. That uh, that's gonna be fun. Follow B Russ at B Russ thirty five on Twitter to uh, to follow along his journey uh, when he heads to B uh, to, to B Russ to Vegas and all that and uh, cash those tickets. So there we go, B Russ. I know you've been rocking some parlays earlier this week, B Russ. Any of those hidden or uh, any uh, any of the bets that you want to talk about uh, pre pre Thursday here? Um, yeah, I fell into a trap on <laughs> Tuesday night. Uh, the Warriors dismantled the. Uh, Pelicans Monday night and they were playing back-to-back games against each other and I said well I mean it's the same two teams trotting out there Tuesday night what what's going to be any different and it looked like for the most part that it was uh, you know going all was going you know the Warriors going to run away with it and then all of a sudden the Pelicans decided they wanted to start uh, playing and trying which I'm too little too late for them they're not making the playoffs they're not making the play-in game so uh that one missed on Monday night. My two, my Knicks Warriors uh, spread parlay that hit. I'm still flabbergasted that the Knicks are like the four seed right now, and the Hawks are the five seed. Like that's going to be the weirdest series. Like I'm going to turn that on, and the Knicks and the Hawks they're going to be playing in you know whatever Phillips Arena, whatever the hell they play, the Hawks play at nowadays. Um, just weird. And then I've been you know hammering some prop bets too. I got. Uh, Steph hitting eight plus threes that was the other fun. night. That was big. He hit like the eighth three with like uh, seven, eight minutes to go in the third quarter and then didn't oh, hit yeah. another three the rest of the game. So, I mean, once it, once it cashed, you know, it was, yeah. it was whatever. Then Wednesday night, we got a little uh, strikeout parlay, three big dogs going at it. We got uh, my, my main man, my boy, Shane Bieber, you got you uh, Darvish, and then uh, third. Who the hell is the third one? Uh, Walker Bueller. Walker, Bue- Walker Bueller is the third one. Yep. So you know we're gonna be we're we're, we're throwing gas all night. That's what it is. Yeah. It's gonna be big time big time parlay hit. I can feel it. Awesome. I uh, did hit my first parlay in like a hot minute. B Russ on uh, Tuesday. I had uh, a nice. That was big. Four, yeah, four way parlay. Uh, I only did half a unit, but uh, again, when you when you can get it plus six to uh, six twenty four. I, I felt half unit was fine. So I had the Raptors plus nine and a half that, that cash, they lost one Oh five, 100 to the Raptors. I had the Kings money line. That was a little dicey, but uh, they got it done there. One Oh three 99 over OKC late. And then uh, I was on the other side of you, B Russ. I had the Pelicans actually. So uh, they, they got smart, the win there. Smart. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good. And then uh, the Hornets, I had money line minus two fifty, and they got a three point win uh, on the road against Detroit. So that was fun. B Ross, my first parlay in a hot minute. Now I don't know if it's good or bad, but now I got the parlay itch. So yeah, once go. you hit one, like I've I've been hitting them. Um, we need to talk about the wildness that was the Suns Cavs. Oh my gosh! Did you the bet other that? night? I did not bet it. I had like saw this. I had Suns minus twelve and a half marked down. I was like, no, nah, I just don't like they're in Cleveland. Cleveland's like a weird place sometimes for these West Coast teams to go and play. Uh, so I ended up not betting it. And I think that said the third time ever a team has gone into overtime and lost by 16 or more points. (laughs) Like they just got absolutely worked in overtime. Like I saw the highlights on, uh, Scott, Scott Van Pelt sports center, and they just got absolutely destroyed in that overtime. Like, uh, Okora was going off, but other than that, like he, like nobody else was doing anything for him, and they just got 
cooked. They turning the ball over left and right. You can't do that against the number one team in the West. And it, it was just a wild, wild overtime. Yeah, I think uh, one of our cappers, uh, Soup, I think he had uh, – did he have the Suns or the Cavs? He was on one of the sides, I think. But the Suns scored 15 straight points and finished overtime with a 20-4 to scoring advantage to beat the Cavs, 134-118. Uh, B-Russ, you mentioned, uh, yeah, only the Portland Trailblazers have outscored an opponent by more in overtime in an overtime session. In 1983, they won a game 113-96 to by holding the Houston Rockets scoreless in the extra five minutes. So, uh, Matt. Hell, hell of a hell of a cover there by wild. the Suns, twelve and a half. Just a while, like I saw, I saw like Twitter going off because I wasn't wasn't watching it, and I was watching the Nets and the Bucks, and Twitter just like, how in the hell does this happen? And I like turned on the highlights, and I was like, oh my god, this is embarrassing as a Cavs <laughs> fan. The uh, the Suns were the first team to cover, like Bira said, as a double digit favorite in a game that went to overtime in the last thirty seasons, including overtime. Uh, that Bucks Nets game, B Russ. I had uh, a Dante DiVincenzo. I love him. Uh, he's a great player. Um, I think I might have to get a jersey or a jersey. Um, he's just fun to watch. I love the red hair. And uh, But I had the profit of the uh, – I kind of – Under 17 and a half PA. Yeah, and that, uh, that that was a no-go. He had like – Oh, uh, yeah, he blew that out of the water, dude. He was – yeah, he was cooking, dude. I, I remember – like I remember seeing that you put that down and then I forgot about it. Then like halfway through the game, they – put up his stats or like in the third quarter or something and he was cooking and I was like, ah, yeah. well, that's not, that's not hitting for pace. That <laughs> yeah. over is just, it's going right by. Yeah. That was, that was tough to watch, but I, I don't know. Those are kind of fun too. The points, rebounds, assists, mm-hmm. uh, over-unders like that. I think uh, another one of our cappers, Soup, he did a Drew Holiday one in that same game uh, over under 29 and a half points, rebounds and assists. And he had like 19 at halftime and then he just dominated. Yeah. And that was easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it, that was a great game to watch. Like it, it was, was, you know, back and forth. The Nets were up by like four or five at one point, and the Bucks kind of started to run away with it. But I'd love to see that in a seven-game series oh, here in like the next couple months or so. Yeah, for sure. KD had two good looks at it to, to get it within two there late and uh, missed on both of them. Uh, I hate to see that. But also, B-Russ, in the NBA, uh, this Okora kid from, from the Cavs, I hadn't seen him play until, you know, yesterday I caught some highlights. He's from Auburn, right? Uh, he's he's mm-hmm. a hell of a player too. Yeah, he's they you know two years in a row they went and drafted uh, point guards for some <laughs> god knows why in uh, Sexton and Darius Garland. So then this year they go and get a Cora. Dudes, like you know they're building trade. They need to trade Kevin Love because his he's basically done with Cleveland. Yeah, he's just his an energy. Is, he drains energy. It's terrible. And like, you know, like keep him like or like Jared Allen, love him. He's just like a defensive monster. I love Larry Nance. Uh, you know, like those five guys I think can kind of push the future forward for the Cavs and then they need to, you know, start building through the draft more and you know, picking up like these like bench guys coming in, some veterans to kind of lead the the veterans that aren't Kevin Love to lead the, uh, you know, these rookies or these young guys uh, into the next non-LeBron phase, unless LeBron decides to, you know, come back in the next couple of years, which I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> LeBron, uh, he's a little banged up, B-Russ. He says he's not mm-hmm. at 100%. So uh, all he may that never be 100%. Up. Yeah, yeah, true. So- I got the standings pulled up right okay. here for the playoffs real quick. So right now, it would be and he, every anybody who gets into like that sixth seed is starts if you notice they just start bitching and complaining yep, yep. about this play in tournament that they're doing How dumb for it the is. final yeah. two seeds. <laughs> uh, 
So Dallas was like the seven seed. They're up to the we get Denver Dallas in the first round would be a hell of a Ooh. first round matchup. Okay. And then the battle for LA is also in the first round, three six, the Clippers and the Lakers. And then you got the winner of Portland and Golden State would play Utah. And then the loser of that game would play the winner of the nine ten matchup between Memphis and San Antonio. And the winner of that would play right now the number one seed Phoenix Suns. Wow. That's just yeah. wild to say. The the number one seed Phoenix Suns. The number one seed Phoenix Suns because of Chris Paul. Look at that. Chris Paul is an MVP, like a legit like top three MVP candidate. And, in my and eyes no one's right talking now. about it. No, it's like Jokic and, you know, Giannis and, you know, the normal candidates. And then you got Chris Paul just kind of like hanging out. Let's see Chris Paul stats real quick. Um, Chris Paul right now is averaging 16, uh, four rebounds, nine assists a game, a steal and a half on uh, 50% from the field, 38, almost 39% from three in 31 minutes a game like those are you know like for a point guard that dude he's yeah. like balling out like there's no doubt about it he's like should be a top three uh candidate in the nba right now absolutely the uh the suns what finished last season uh as a 10 seed i believe 34 and 39 and uh, they actually had won uh nine of their last 10 games to end the season so that uh, that kind of carried over into this year, and then adding Chris Paul didn't didn't hurt either. Yeah, well, no, they'd won the last eight games in that uh, in the uh, bubble, right? That, in the bubble, yeah, they won those last eight, and then yeah, that's just carried over. Right now, I got the odds for you. Uh, Jokic is sitting at minus five hundred. Damn. Uh, Embiid at plus four hundred. Those two are kind of like it's obviously Jokic and then Embiid, and then. A big drop off. Curry is at plus twelve fifty. Giannis is at plus twenty five hundred. Dame is at plus thirty three. Harden at plus thirty three. Luca is at plus fifty five. LeBron is at plus sixty six. And then Chris Paul is at plus fifteen thousand. Jesus, like, that's just that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. But there are two Phoenix Suns. The only or not the only team. Is it the only team with two? No, the Nets are the other. No, the oh. Phoenix Suns do have two MVP candidates though, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Okay, all right, man. I, uh, I'm I'm assuming Devin Booker's very glad he didn't get traded to the Timberwolves. Oh my God, I would. Yeah, he's yeah, and it, you know, weather in Phoenix a lot nicer oh, yeah. than it is in Minneapolis. So. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. And those Arizona. I might have to sprinkle some Chris Paul MVP odds right now. Fuck, dude, that he ain't okay. He ain't winning, but still. What, what would the payout be? Like five bucks on that plus 15,000? That's where it's at. Uh, I don't know. Let me pull up. Let me pull up my book here real quick. All right. You, you pull up your book and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about, uh, I, I need to get league pass. I'm uh, I didn't get league pass this, this season. Um, and I know it's probably a little too late now. You could probably get a nice discount. <laughs> I mean, there's only like seven. So like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. There's but, only like seven. <laughs> So I, usually, usually, because I have YouTube TV, so then usually what I do, I just like watch the highlights of all the games, like on YouTube, like um, yeah, like just on normal YouTube, mm-hmm. um, by like Chris Smoove or something. I don't know if you know who that is, but mm-hmm. uh, so I should get league. I'm not gonna get it now, but I need to because there's so many young NBA players that I don't know and I should know, and, and they're fun to watch. So like the whole Cavs team, like I don't know half the damn players on there, but I'm getting. Oh my god. Uh oh. 
Jokic is at minus fourteen hundred now. This was so. This was two like three days ago. This oh, article okay. I pulled up. Jokic right now minus fourteen hundred. Embiid plus six fifty. Chris Paul is coming in at plus five thousand. So a little little better odds. He's tied with LeBron. Okay. Uh, Giannis plus two thousand. Luca thirty three. Steph sixteen. James Harden sixty six. Dame five. Julius Randle plus seventy five hundred. Ooh. The Knicks have been dominating since he mm-hmm. uh, got rid of his braids. That's that. Yeah, that, that that's pretty fun. I I like. I'm not a big Knicks fan, but I just like when they're good because I just feel like the NBA is in a better spot when the Knicks are good. So, but oh yeah, big time. Like I I'm not a big Knicks guy either, but like when Melo was cooking there and yeah. he, like those first few years and they were making the playoffs. I mean, granted they never went past the quarterfinals or conference mm-hmm. semifinals, but. Uh, um yeah you know great great it's great for the league absolutely maybe not Uh, for the dole maybe not since the dolans are thriving now but you know (laughs) fuck the dolans yeah true that true that uh before we move on here b russ i just remembered uh from the gambling feud podcast the toast toast compared you to jeremy lynn yeah that was the most disrespectful (laughs) thing i I forgot about that that was like so out of line that was ridiculous that's like just Scale, dude. He's a scale. He's a scale. He's a scale. Absolutely. Fuck him. Fuck toast. Just when we were talking about the Knicks, I was just like, oh shit. I, I even said that in my I, drafts. I, I was gonna tweet that I out. I do this. I remember, yeah. I was like, I was I heard that and I got fired up and then I was doing other stuff at work and forgot about it. And now you just brought it up and I was like, Oh my he <laughs> called me Jeremy Lynn. That might be the most disrespectful thing. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So all right, all right. Uh you I to talk a little golf here, B Russ. I don't know if you have any picks, but uh I like golf, obviously, and this Wells Fargo Championship. I saw Will Zalatoris was plus 2,900, a.k.a. Happy Gilmore's caddy. Uh, JT is the favorite here uh, as they head to Charlotte, North Carolina this week for the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow. And uh, I, I'm putting – I might put two units on on Will, a.k.a. Uh, Happy's caddy. Um, if you Interesting tidbit I found online here, B-Russ. At Quail Hollow, if you look back at some star players uh, when they started their young careers, Anthony Kim – Rory, Ricky, Max Homa, and JT, they all won at uh, QH before kind of their stardom took off. So uh, Will uh, is obviously um, definitely becoming a star in the Masters. He, he looked awesome. He definitely put his name on the map. So I think he can get hit possibly his first win here at the QH, just like uh, those other few guys did as well. So uh, he's kind of in the same spot as those guys. Everybody has to win, you know, somewhere after a hot start at the Masters or a big major like that. So plus 2,900, I like that. I think he can get his first win here, and uh, he could do at Quail Hollow. So I like that one, B-Russ, and I just wanted to bring that up because I had that circled on my board going into the weekend. Listen, anytime I see that kid from now, like that <laughs> him on TV when I'm watching golf, I'm just going to get a chuckle just because ha- Adam Sandler acknowledged that you know, Mr. Gilmore is proud of you and all this stuff. That yep, yep. Was, that's probably one of my favorite tweets of all time. Just oh my God. Any, anything that you can bring up, like 90s Adam Sandler movies, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, yep. Spain, uh, not 50 First Dates, that was early 2000s, but, you know, same same kind of era. Yep. Uh, Spanglish, all that, Spanglish. Uh, Wedding Singer. Um, yeah, it's just great, great content. Adam Sandler just plays into it. He knows that that's what the people want. And he gives it to the people. Absolutely. And this kid couldn't look more like his caddy and happy Gilmore. Absolutely. Like, absolutely spot on. I think he, the best part would be if he comes out and like Adam Sandler is on the bag. 
yeah for like, one, for like a round or something or for a tournament that would yeah, be or like you or like he comes out like the wednesday like in a few weeks they're playing in uh columbus at the memorial tournament and they do like a pro-am on wednesdays if they came yep. out and adam sandler was you know his cat is on the bag for him i think that'd be fucking awesome oh that'd be electric such good content they have to do that now that'd be mm-hmm. awesome that would be awesome so and i want full credit for that idea uh, i'm sure nobody i'm sure nobody else has thought of that <laughs> hey you never know b russ you never know um, all right. Did you have a play, B. Russ, in this, or you want to move on to this? The your, uh, your Jackrabbits. No, we yeah we got more important stuff to worry okay. about. <laughs> Sounds good. So as everybody knows, uh, we've been talking about the FCS playoffs all uh, hell all season long here, and uh, we are now down to the FCS Final Four, as we like to say it. Delaware at South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, B. Russ's squad, and then we have obviously JMU at Sam Houston State there as well. So if we look at the lines real quick, we can just start with uh, the first game on the board on Saturday at noon. Little Both early games, which kind of sucks, kind of doesn't. I don't know how I would feel about it. But Delaware at South Dakota State at uh, 12 p.m. Central Time on Saturday. South Dakota State minus eight, the over-under 37.5. B-Russ, let's hear it. Uh, do you back the Jackrabbits? They, they didn't cover last week. Uh, what about this over-under? Is it too high, too low? Do the Jacks win? Do they move on? What do you like here? Of, of course we back the Jacks. <laughs> like, what kind of stupid question is that? I yes. know, I know. South Dakota State, minus eight. And we're hitting the over. That that number's too low. They yeah. put up 31 themselves last week. Uh, I mean, you know, depending on what can Delaware handle the run game, Mark Ranowski had 155 yards on the ground. I think he'll come out, he'll throw the ball better than he did. I mean, granted, he wasn't, like, terrible, but – you could kind of see, you know, flashes. Oh, hey, just he's a freshman. Some people on Twitter were making excuses for Cam Miller. He's a freshman, you know. He's he'll be back next year and all this stuff. And you know, Mark Gronowski he's a freshman too, and all he did was win Conference Player of the Year. Hey, hey, he's Summer started, of the Year, Freshman of the Year. He started so, the whole season. At, he's a freshman, dude. So that's true. I know. I know. That was, that was he's played as many playoff games as. Uh, Cam Miller. This is this is factual. So I mean, he granted he did go like nine of sixteen, but he had yards through the air, two touchdowns. Uh, I think they get the passing game right a little bit. I think they keep the run game just strong at three hundred monster between him and uh, Strong and uh, Davis in the backfield, and get the Yankee Twins going. Uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good good Saturday for the Jacks and Brookings. Yeah, this is going to be a fun game, I think. I also like the over. Uh, when I I know we talked about it last week, how we joked it'd be at 21. Uh, it's at 37 and a half. I was, I was actually surprised. I thought it'd be low 30s. Uh, now it's high 30s, 37 and a half. So I like the over here too. SDSU has scored what? 27 points or more in the last three games. Delaware has scored 27, 19, and 20 in its last three as well. So Delaware definitely likes to slow it down offensively. I think they held the ball for hell. 38 minutes against Jack State. Uh, last weekend in, in in the quarterfinals so that's something to look out for as well they also have a solid QB in Nolan Henderson that can kind of go toe for toe big play for big play with uh, the freshman Jack Rabbit quarterback uh, of like B. Russ said Gronowski so I yeah I don't I don't know I, I'm I'm gonna actually go Delaware plus eight and it's not because I hate South Dakota State I just think that they can keep this closer they're not gonna win South Dakota State all the way hit it money line if you really really want to but uh, so I, I like uh, I like Delaware plus eight. And then I like the over here too, B Russ. I think, I think this gets over 37 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. It's going to be a great day for some football. I'm going to start 10 AM here and uh, 
the Black Hills. So roll that ESPN right into the, you know, I guess we'll call this one the prime, the second game, the prime time, 2.30 ABC slot. Yep. Uh, the, the Dukes and uh, the Bearcats for the K. <laughs> the Bearcats for the K, like, uh, like B-Russ said. JMU minus one on the road. Their favorites on the road over under 47. B-Russ, what do you like here? Uh, I like JMU. I think that they go on the road, they get it done. You know, they have that chip on their shoulder of, hey, we should have been the number one seed. Um, you know, they didn't look great in the first game. They came out and looked better last week against uh, UND. I think that they go on the road to Sam Houston and they kind of have their way with uh, the Bearcats. Bearcats haven't looked that great either. They've kind of uh, struggled. Uh, they were struggling there against NDSU for a little bit. They struggled against uh, Monmouth in the first round. I think their struggles continue and JM, JMU is too experienced of a team to let uh, those struggles not uh, pile up and hurt the Bearcats. Yeah, I'm in a tough spot here. I took Sam Houston State to, to win it all. They uh, they they had to grind out a win against NDSU when NDSU couldn't do anything offensively. So I think that worries me a little bit going in this JMU game. So I'm going to take JMU as well, minus one, probably money line. And I'm going to take the over as well, 47. I think, I, I don't know, once you get to the final four, you just think, you know, defense comes up, you know, um, you, you just think that they start playing better defense. But Nobody likes to cheer for the under, right? So I'm going to take the over 47. These, these, there's two good offenses here uh, with Cole Johnson and JMU. And then obviously Eric Schmidt uh, with Sam Houston State. So I am going to go with JMU as well. Ah, again, I'm torn because I have Sam Houston in our bracket challenge. Um, but again, as long as it's not South Dakota State, we're all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I'll be, I'll be in Vegas celebrating, celebrating the Jacks' first title. So uh here in a couple of weeks like we've been saying all all, uh, all season long we need it we need it for the for the network uh, we need the content so i guess go jacks get it done at least get to frisco at least get to mm -hmm. frisco because i think i think the video once the jacks lose in frisco with b russ crying on the strip is going to be better than when the jacks win their first one so that's what i'm mm -hmm. thinking yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> if you say so yeah yeah don't yeah. you want the don't you want them like it's like the sec the sec always touts all their titles and stuff and so don't you want the missouri valley to just be like hey look more titles for the mvfc man the uh, missouri valley was getting uh just just killed on facebook and, and twitter that uh, oh they had five teams making the playoffs only one of them made it the final four yada 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 like just hey well it's the one everybody expected to be there right? yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah all right b russ anything else uh here uh there's our plays there's our uh, i have a gripe with uh the NHL, I need to get this off my chest. Okay. Um, so did you see, have you seen like this whole Tom Wilson stuff uh, that's happened the other day with the, yeah. against the Rangers? And he only got fined, what, 5K? <laughs> Which was like point, point 0.0009% of his contract or salary or whatever. So Tom Wilson, notorious, dirty player. He's dirty hits. He's been suspended multiple times. I think he has like 13 like game misconducts in the last since like 2013 or something like that. And, you know, another incident the other night where he, you know, took a guy to the ground, punched him in the head and then took Artemi Panarin, dragged him down by the hair and all this stuff. So it was uh tough, not to, I mean, it's just getting ridiculous that Rangers came out and basically said they wanted the, uh, director of player safety fired and all this stuff. And then the NHL came out on Wednesday and said that uh, that's not going to happen. And even though they didn't say this, the 
GM and the president of operations were both fired by the Rangers for, you know, by the Dolans separate of this, you know, whole incident that's gone on. But I don't believe that nobody in the NHL believes that the NHL needs to figure it out. They've actually royally fucked this up. They need to suspend Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is a piece of shit. I will continue to say that. I will take that to my grave. Fuck Tom Wilson. I saw you uh, uh, tweeting at him or tweeting about him a couple of days ago when this whole thing went down. So is he the dirtiest player in, in all the NHL, B-Russ? I think he, I mean, he's just got that reputation over the last like five, six years. Like he's so dirty. He, lay, he lays hits out on guys who aren't looking good. Like, so he'll be going, they'll be going like towards the same point and they're not looking, they're looking the other way. And he just goes head hunting. He's a head hunter. He, you know, is a piece of shit. Uh, he's injured multiple players, uh, only, you know, handful of fines, he, or, uh, suspensions minimal. So he needs to, he, there needs to be more repercussions for his actions because if the NHL doesn't do anything, then it's just going to continue. Yeah. Yeah. And someone's going to get like, what's five, that what's 5,000. Absolutely. What's $5,000 to Tom Wilson. Well, exactly. Also, how does professionals in the NHL be like, Oh, we'll find him 5,000. Like, that, that's nothing. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait for this game tonight. Like it's going to be an absolute brawl or on Wednesday night, they're they're getting ready to play again. Caps and the Rangers, I think for the last time this season. And I, I hope there's just hands thrown like right from the start. Like I want to see Tom Wilson get his face beat in. Is there a rule where you can't like headhunt in HL or no? Oh yeah. I mean, you can't like, you know, it's like the NFL, like you can't, yeah. you know, yeah, you can't like go for somebody's head. Like you can lay a hit on them and all this stuff but you know it's not like you can't you know throw your shoulder or yeah. elbow or anything like that like it's I, uh, earlier in the season the blue jacket got suspended for three games for an inadvertent elbow to the head to somebody and you know tom wilson does what he did the other day and doesn't get anything so nhl needs to figure it out fuck tom wilson there we go b russ uh just had a drop a little mic drop there from the uh, gambling <laughs> gambling few boys yep. uh, they got their segment so B Russ with a mic drop here on the 36th episode of the Mount Lockmore podcast. We love it. All right, B Russ. Uh, now that you got that off your chest, uh, let's hear your plays for Thursday. All right. So I got uh, kind of all over the map. I got SDSU minus eight. I like the over in that game as well. Uh, I do like the over in the Golden State uh, Oklahoma City game on Thursday night. I think that, you know, Golden State is going to come out efficient on offense. OKC's given up like 10,000 points in the last three games. It seems like they lost by like 60 to the uh, Pacers the other night. And then uh, I haven't gotten, or the numbers not out on it yet, but Garrett Cole's pitching tomorrow afternoon against the Astros. Shout out. I don't say this often, but shout out to the Yankees fans for coming out the other day <laughs> and just giving all like nine innings of just absolute hell to the that Astros. Awesome. You knew that you knew that they were, it's probably going to happen again tonight. It'll happen again Thursday. Like, it's just one of those, you just love to see it. Like these, they never got their, you know, uh, comeuppance for the scandal. The players never got suspended or fined or anything. And now the fans, they were like, oh, the fans are going to forget. They had a whole year where they played in stadium, empty stadiums. And fans were like, no, we're not going to forget that. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I saw a guy or like back ordered a uh, Oscar the Grouch costume like oh three gosh. weeks ago, just so he could have it in time for the game. That's the other awesome. day so he could bang a trash can as oscar the grouch <laughs> um so garrett cole is going to go out there 
<laughs> which is kind of weird because Garrett Cole was on that team. I was going to say, yeah. That, um, you know, cheated and won a World Series and all this stuff. And now he's on the he's on the opposition. He's going to go out there. He's going to say, no, fuck you guys. I didn't have anything <laughs> to do with that. So over K over on his K's, whenever, whatever that number comes at, I'm taking the over on Garrett Cole's K's. And then I like JMU minus one as well on Saturday in the second semifinal. Right. I love it. B Russ again will be tweeting out his picks on Twitter at B Russ 35. So if you missed him here, you can find him there and anything else that he adds uh, Thursday, Friday and into the weekend. B Russ, I like uh, the Clippers minus eight against the Lakers on Thursday here. The Lakers, I don't know. Are they falling apart? Who knows? LeBron's not going to be playing. So I think the Clippers can get it done even after their close win uh, against the Raptors on Tuesday. So I, I like the Clippers to win by double digits there. I also am eyeing this Wizards Raptors game. No line is out uh, when we started recording this, but uh, I'll be adding that to my Twitter as well. So uh, I'm leading the Wizards, but I just would like to see what the line is here. So that uh, that one is coming later. Um, I like the Indians money line. Uh, they opened up minus 175 here, B Russ. Now they're plus 115 on the money line. Gumby's, p- Gumby's pitching tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, is he good? Is is he going to give me this bet or what? Oh, he's you know when he's on, he's on like he's okay. electric. Tristan McKenzie, dude's built like. A- fucking twig um but those are usually i feel like those are usually like the best pitchers like the guys that come out and they're like six foot four and like 150 pounds soaking wet yeah uh but no he can throw gas he's got a good slider um you know it just depends if he can put it all i mean this is a, i think it's his second full no this is his first full year technically okay so you know he's still trying to figure stuff out dude's only like 22 so yeah but i think if if he's on tomorrow against this royals roster then yeah i think he he'll carry you to w Awesome. And I uh, hope the offenses get going because I also like the over eight and a half here. So uh, offenses get rolling. Indians start playing well. They win, you know, 10 to six. I like that there. Uh, And then I like the Atlanta Braves, Washington Nationals under nine and a half. Drew Smiley and Lester on the mound. So I think that can stay under nine and a half there. And then in the NHL might do a little two action parlay with the Canadians and the Canucks money lines. Those are my plays for Thursday again. And then we have my FCS plays as well. I like the over in the JMU Sam Houston State game. I like JMU as well, minus one, one and a half, depending where you get it. And I like Delaware plus eight and the over 37 and a half. But like we said, we'll be tweeting those plays out on Saturday, B Russ. So there we go. Cool. There it is. Um, before we wrap up the episode, I just want to let everybody know uh, we're working on a new website. So that's coming out shortly. Uh, working on some more videos and, and things here too. So just kind of ramping up the content on the network and uh, just continue to, to, to build this, uh, this thing that B Russ and I started. So just again, Thanks to everybody listening to all the podcasts and checking out all our videos and the website and all of our picks. So just appreciate it and uh, more stuff to come. Toast. <laughs> and there we go. Be Russ and Toast, the, the never ending uh, rivalry that they got going on. Yep. All right. It's ladies on. And, it is on. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for listening to the 36th episode of the Mount Lockmore podcast here. Be Russ, good luck on your bets and everybody else, good luck on your bets. And we'll see you on Monday. Let's go. Do you need help making your daily sports wagers? Check out the Coda Sports Gambling Network at CodaSportsCappers.com. They offer free daily picks on their website and have a bi-weekly podcast called the Mount Lockmore Podcast that you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Play. The Coda Sports Gambling Network is home of the top sports cappers in the Dakotas. They are South Dakota's number one source for sports gambling information. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Coda Cappers or visit their website at codasportscappers.com.